0: Amen. Well, please turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. Thankful for everyone here. We're thankful for a special day. We can remember mothers and pray that you're doing that with yours. And uh, thankful for those who are here with us, here with us online. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. And we're going to read about another mother here in the Bible, as we often do on these occasions, Uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. Uh, This is during the time of the prophet Elisha, and we'll begin reading in verse 8 of 2 Kings chapter 4. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed uh, to Shunem where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And and she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. It shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi his servant, Call this Shunamite. And when he had called her, she stood before him, and she said unto him, and he said unto him, Elisha speaking to his servant, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Willest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he, Elisha, said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my lord, uh, thou, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son, at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. Amen. Let's pray, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for your love and great mercies, and, and Lord, I just pray for the filling of your Spirit that you'd help me to preach this message this morning. I know that you've spoken to me in, in a great way through it, and I and I'm I'm just pleading, Lord, for the filling of your Spirit that you will speak to your people and edify your church. I pray that moms would be encouraged, Father, but that all believers would be encouraged at the strength that you can give a person as this woman to be such a blessing and yet to be suffering hidden sorrows that maybe many others don't see, God, and yet faithful to you. And we understand that that can only happen by your grace. We would possess no no such strength in our own flesh to remain faithful unto you in difficult circumstances. And and Father, so I I pray that you would use this to edify your church. I pray you'd fill my dear wife with your spirit relaying laying the message in sign. I pray you'd be with those in the nursery. filled with thy spirit, watching the children. And God, I I pray that uh, I thank you for the good... Sunday school hour the word that's gone forth, dear God and, and Father, we thank you for for mothers who have given so much that we uh, might be loved and reared and cared for, and uh, and grow up having known that love of a mother. And, and Father, I thank you and praise you for that. And, and Lord, uh, I look to you and just ask you to bless this morning. Thank, thankful for those that are with us online as well thankful for each here, each each with us there. Father, we do pray, we do ask these things in Jesus' name for His glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> I don't think I have ever preached a Mother's Day message from this passage here. Uh, I'm getting older, so I, I may have and not remember. <laughs> I know I've preached from here. Uh, before, but different messages. But as I studied, as I prayed, I was led to this passage, and as I began to study it out and and such, uh, it, God just really blessed my heart in, in 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 the work that He'd done in this this woman's life. It's interesting that the Bible says uh, in Shunem, where was a great woman, verse eight, a great woman, and. Uh, and I believe that she's the only one in the Bible referenced as a great woman. You find that 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 phrase there. Uh, certainly there are others uh, great in, in the same manner that she is. It's just, just interesting that she's referenced as a great woman. And I believe she's a great woman uh, because I'm convinced after reading and praying and looking at the past, I'm convinced she's a godly woman. And uh, she has been seeking the Lord, and uh, she's a great woman in that way. Uh, she's a great woman also in that God has blessed them. They have great material blessings, and it seems, seems that she has, uh, she's connected to that in some way. She's, she's a great woman, why? Because she's known by those around her as a great woman. Yes, they're materially blessed, but they're using those blessings to bless others, and uh, and we'll look at her life some this morning. And I pray you be blessed and, and uh, moms will be blessed and all of us will be blessed and just challenged by it. Uh, and I've entitled the message this morning, a great woman, a great woman. And, uh, and uh, we can certainly be edified. As, as, as we started this, looking to the Spirit to help us and change us. First of all, as we consider her great, first of all, number one, let's consider that her investments were sterling. Her investments uh, were sterling. That is that we see that she was a giving woman, and, uh, and she was giving according uh, to, uh, to the will of God. She was, this is a woman highly respected by her husband and her household and her neighbors. And uh, uh, she's a faithful woman. She uh, says uh, uh, about Elijah in Second Kings 4.10, Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. Let us set for him there a bed and a table uh, and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us, he shall turn in thither. And it was done. So she mentions this to her husband. She says, I, let, let's do this, okay? Let's, let's build this chamber on the wall. And It's probably the wall of her house. As I was studying, I, 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 couldn't, I, I don't believe it, that I could find anywhere that Shunem was, was ever a walled city. It was just a village. So it seems to me the wall that, 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 where they're building this, she's, they're building an upper room onto the wall of their house uh, for, 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 the, for, for, for the man of God. Uh so she says that, and, uh, and, and it's done. What does that tell us? That tells us that her husband had trust in her. Uh, and uh, in Proverbs 1 and 10 and following we read, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. His heart safely trusts in her. She put that out there. And her husband said, yep, I think that's a good thing to do. And now, and now it, 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 it's going to be done. Let's, let's think about some of her giving that made her investments, the, 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 her investments, we say, were, were sterling. Uh, first of all, uh, point A under this, uh, her giving was constrained. And uh, we read in, uh, in verse 8, It fell on a day Elisha passed to Shulim, where was the great woman? And she constrained him to eat bread. Uh, that Bible, that, that, that word constraint has the idea of being focused. It's, 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 like, a, it's like a river of water that, where the banks narrow. And as, you, as the banks narrow, what happens? The water goes through with more pressure. And, and, and when, when, when you're focused on something, uh, you do that better. Uh, you, you, it, it gets done uh, uh, in a diligent way, and so uh, uh, and this is the way that she was with her giving. The spirit was moving her to give in this manner, and she was focused on that. She was constrained in in in, in that manner to give uh, and, and and to minister, and rightly so. First Timothy six seventeen and following, charge them that are rich in this world that they be high, not high minded. Nor trust in uncertain riches, I don't remember what all verses I put up here, uh, certain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, and, uh, and so and so she was. See she had learned that, that, that blessed uh, lesson uh, in Acts uh, chapter twenty and verse thirty five the apostle Paul. Uh, Speaking says, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, What? It is more blessed to give than to receive. And this woman has learned this blessing of giving. Uh, She was constrained to give. Uh, We think about uh, her giving. And uh, uh, in Second in, in Corinthians 5.14, the Bible says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. That's what Paul wrote. Uh, because we thus judge that if one died for all, them we're all dead. Why are we risking our lives on these missionary trips, Paul wrote? Because the love of Christ constraineth us. Well, I want to tell you, the same God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. And the same God that constrained the apostle Paul to preach the gospel is the same God that constrained this woman to give of those things that he'd provided her with. And she was, by the way, yielding to him with the same obedience. And I believe in the same love for God. And by the way, given the same grace of God to do that. What a blessing. Her giving was constrained. What some other things we notice about her giving. Her giving... Her giving uh, uh, was continuous. It was continuous. Verse eight. She wants to. Uh, she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that, as oft as he passed by, well, we, we need to have we need to have him for him him in for dinner once in a while as he comes here. That's not what, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that she constrained him. In other words, she's compelling this. Uh, she, uh, uh, she 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 can him to eat bread uh, uh, to come in what as oft as he passed by every time that prophet's going through there she says I want you I want him have it over have him over for dinner I, I we're not skipping one, not every other time as oft as he comes through she was continuous in this giving if I have my microphone on brother. okay <laughs> uh, and. Uh, The Apostle Paul uh, encouraged churches regarding that. Uh, He says to the church in Thessalonica, he wrote to them, for even in Thessalonica you sent once and again to my necessity. Well, we gave to Paul once, or he's he's talking about the the, the Philippian church, the, the church at Philippi, you gave once and again to my necessity. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you kept giving. Well, we gave to Paul once, yeah, well, he had a need again and they gave again. He had need again, and they gave again. You see, as God provided, they gave. They gave. Second uh, Corinthians 8.2. He's talking about the giving in the Philippian church to, the, to Corinth now in a letter. How, it, how that in a great child of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality, and they gave. And by the way, giving, it's not only financial, okay? Uh, sometimes that's the least way we can give. Giving is also giving what of our time, our talents and our treasures, administering to and helping uh, one another as, as the need as the need requires. Giving is, is far more than just of, 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 our, of our financial means, and we can give ourselves many ways. Poor people can give very much of themselves. Uh, uh, to to the brethren, amen, and to the world by ministering to them in in Christ. And we need to remember that. Uh, Her giving was continuous. Her giving giving was compounded. Her giving was compounded. Uh, Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. Let us set for him there a bed and a table, a stool, a candlestick, it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. First she's given every time he comes through. I don't know how often he came through. But she 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 will know him for years in this, in this kind of a relationship. As often he's come through, they're having him for dinner. Now she says... We want, I want to build a chamber on the wall so that when not only when he comes for dinner, he can stay overnight. And he can maybe spend a day if he needs to rest or two, depending on how far he has to travel. What's she doing? She's putting more work on herself. God has blessed her. He's given her the strength. He's given her the material blessings. And now he's called her, what, to give some more. By the way, we ought not to be surprised when he does that with us, Right? Because that's what He gives us for, to be channels of His blessings. Amen? Whatever strength, whatever uh, spiritual gifts we have, whatever material things we have, they're all His. And, and we are to give as God directs. And so she uh, she she's compounds her giving, compounds it, and builds this chamber on. Now she's going to have him overnight, too. Uh, being hospitable is always more work for the wife. Can I get an amen from the wives? Okay? Uh And it's a lot of work uh, keeping keep gifts. Uh, Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, uh, well, we'll look at 2 Corinthians 8, says he got up there first. He, he, he talked about giving. He says, end of verse 7 See that ye abound in this grace also. 2 Corinthians 8 8, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency, in all things may abound to every good work. That's a mouthful of words. In other words, whatever God wants you to do, He will provide all you need to do it. And the blessings were flowing into this lady in her household, and she was obeying God, the blessings were flowing out. Both in, their materials, in whatever material God gave them, and in her strength, to give herself to labor for that, and to be a blessing to the to the work of God, to the man of God that was passing through there. Uh consider this, oh, consider this about her giving. Uh her giving was considered. Her giving was considered. Verse 13. And he uh Elisha said unto him, Gehazi. Say now unto her, the woman, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Look at all, your, all this, you're putting out your labor and your time, your talents, your treasures. You, you've put a lot of earnest care in that. That careful has the idea. She's put a lot of earnest care into this. Elijah what, says, what can we do? What can we do for you? I want you to know when we give as God directs and we yield our hearts, it is considered. And, and by the way, it's considered by God. Amen. Uh, in, uh, in Matthew twenty five forty, the king shall say unto them on the left, uh, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. God says, I'm keeping track. Everything you do for my glory, nothing's going to slip away. And we'll be blessed for it, by the way, spiritually or materially or both, we'll, here or in heaven, one or the other. And uh, and God, God is God is is uh, is uh, is making sure that that what we do for Him uh, by His Spirit is considered. And what a blessing it was! What else do we see about her giving? And one, point one is the biggest point of the message. So. Uh, what else was considered about her giving? Her giving was consecrated. She gave to the man of God, Elisha. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive this is an holy man of God which passeth by us continually. She's not just feeding the poor and not giving them a gospel track. She's not just Uh, uh, financing some well drilling company to go drill wells in Africa for for villagers and not sending the gospel along with it in some kind of way. She's giving to the work of God. She's giving that the prophet can, can continue to put out the word of God as he travels on his travels. And by the way, all of our giving ought to be associated somehow with the word of God. Sometimes we can give to a neighbor and never mention God but in hopes that will open us up a door to mention God in the future, amen? You see, we always, always, always ought to have an ulterior motive when it comes to giving. Our ulterior motive is what? That we might glorify God through it. Actually, it's our first and foremost motive. (laughs) It's just an ulterior way that we do that, I guess. We're wanting people to hear about God and know Him. Her giving was consecrated. Jesus said, "Give not that which is holy to the dogs, and and uh, cast not your curls, pearls before swine." And then, and what else did he say about? It? He said, uh, uh, "I don't remember what I put that there." Uh, but she's giving; she's giving jobs. Uh, the, you, we find out soon that uh, that uh, they've got a farm there, and people are working. <clears throat> um, she gave. She gave uh, to the men of God. She gave by the God of men. You see, this woman here, whether you realize it or not, and we do realize it because we've read it, she's carrying a great burden. She doesn't have a son. They, their family has no heir. And for women of that time, that was a great burden to carry. Uh, What's to be done for her? she hath no child, Gehazi says. And, and by the way, and her husband's old. It's been years. Years she's carrying this burden. And by the way, her husband's running out of time. Her husband's running out of time. She was barren. Children were considered a great strength and blessing to the family, and they were the ones that you'd pass the inheritance on to. God's given them all this stuff, but an opportunity to serve. But no children, and it was a heavy burden. This was a, no doubt, a cause of great grief to this woman. I believe that she probably sought God about this often. No doubt, she'd cried unto God on multiple occasions. She also carried would have carried a stigma, in her culture. It was it would be it would have, it would have been uh, kind of looking at her as well for some reason. God's not. Blessing you, you know, because he hasn't given you a child. So she would carry that stigma. And you know what's amazing to me about it as I read this? She makes no mention of that to Elijah. Through all this service, through all this sacrifice... Through all this giving of her time, talents, and treasure of herself, she gives it to Elijah, to Elisha, because he's the man of God. And she has been calling out to God for this child all these years, and God has not answered. And she has come to terms, I believe, within herself, saying, God's not going to give me a child. Well, that makes it easier for her. That doesn't make it easier. It makes her have to seek God for more strength to be faithful, and that's exactly what she's doing. By the way, she never mentioned it to Elisha. When he asked her, "Would you like to be remembered by the captain of the guard?" she said, "No, I do all among my own people. I'm safe here. Don't need that help either." Uh, and I think by her answer to Elisha, when, when he talked about how the sun was going to come, uh, what, 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 did, uh, what did she say uh, there in the passage? Uh, she said, uh, um, <clears throat> She said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. She has come to terms within herself, in all her dealings with God, that it's just not to be. Listen, I didn't bring this up, Elisha, you did. You're here, you know, because she, she, Elisha's being cared for because she's listening to God. And she's already dealt with that. What an amazing woman. That she, yet in silent pain, uh, she continues on in faithfulness and purity towards God. She desires to do more uh, and, and builds him his own room, all of this without mention of her grief to Elisha. Though she went on in private pain, she ministered with a pure and plentiful heart. She, she has chosen faithful worship over bitter wandering. No doubt her flesh and the devil are tempting her to be bitter against God. And what is she doing? She continues to faithfully serve, carrying that burden. Secondly, We see that her intercession was steadfast. Her intercession was steadfast. Now, as you look at this point, turn in your Bible to 1 Kings chapter 17 and put one finger there and hold one finger where you're at. 1 Kings chapter 17. Now, let's remember this woman has invited Elisha into the house. They build a room for him. He is stopping by there continually for years. Let's read what uh, we well, we'll read here in 2 Kings 4, 27. Uh, when she came to the man of God to, oh, in... Uh, let me back up here... <clears throat> Verse 18, when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. How sad. Now, before we continue this point, I want you to consider this. Built, they built him a house, a chamber, on, the, on his, own room, his own room to sleep and, uh, uh, in their house on the wall. They built that. So he's coming by there all the time, staying all the time. Th- this goes on for years. The child grows up. He's still a very young child at this point, but years have passed by, and, it's, and it, you know, they're still coming. I would submit to you that as Elisha continued to visit this woman's house, I bet there was no person that knew more of Elijah's ministry than she did. See, because what did they do? They had dinner. They fellowshiped together for a year. Every time he stopped by, they're fellowshipping. And by the way, who did Elisha used to serve? Elijah. She is, so she's asking him about his time with Elijah. He's sharing about that. And, 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 and Elisha, she's asking about his business. He's sharing about all those things. There's probably no one else in the Bible who knew more about what Elisha and Elisha did than this woman right here. After all the time that he spent in their house. You see, they didn't have video games back then. And, uh, uh, you know, Elisha wasn't wasn't sitting in his room playing how many of Goliath's brothers can you kill, you know, with a sling. (laughs) He he, he wasn't playing some kind of video game. They were around the table, having dinner, fellowshipping, talking back and forth. That's what they did. She probably could have wrote the accounts of, uh, 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 of Elisha and Elijah in 1 Kings and 2 Kings and added some events to it. She knew them all very well. And now her boy dies in her lap. And she'd been told about an event, I believe, that Elijah had gone through with Zarephath at the widow of Zarephath. Elisha used to serve Elijah. No doubt she'd asked him about that. Now, I want you, I believe that as she began to pray for her son. God brought that account to her memory. We're going to go back and forth here, and we're going to compare this account, what she does in prayer, with what the widow of Zarephath did. Remember the widow of Zarephath, Elijah raised her son again, amen? Her son has just died in her lap, and she wants her son raised again. And I believe the Spirit of God has said, Remember that story about Zarephath? By the way, that might have been the last the last discussion they had at the dinner table. It might be it might even be fresh in her mind. But let's look at it and see if you think the same thing that I do. Uh, look at this event here uh, in, uh, in 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 First Kings seventeen, the widow of Zarephath, uh, the and verse seventeen. The son of the woman, the middle of the verse, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore there was no breath in him. What? He died. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call me my sin to remembrance, and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom. The widow of Zarephath, her son was in her lap. He took him out of her bosom. Now let's read about this widow here, verse twenty-one. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man uh, on, on the bed of the man of God, and uh, and shut the door and went out. <clears throat> and uh, look at uh, verse. Uh, where was I at? <clears throat> oh, look at uh, I'm sorry, look at 2 Kings four twenty. When she had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. He died in her lap. The widow of Zarephath, her son died in her lap. Do you see that? Let's consider the, the, the other comparisons. So, what does she do? What does this widow of, of uh, what, I mean this 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 great woman here of Shunam do? Verse twenty one, she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Hmm. What did the widow of Zarephath do earlier? Look at verse 19. Elijah sees that this widow's son has died in her lap. He says, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. Elijah took the son and took him up. He was staying in a loft in the widow's house, but he took that son out of her lap and put him on his own bed. This great woman takes that son out of her lap, and she goes up to that chamber that she made, and she lays him on the prophet's bed. She lays him on the prophet's bed. What's she doing? She's following that pattern. She's following the pattern of that great miracle that happened there. Uh, as we continue reading, uh, she's going to, uh, uh, verse 22, uh, and she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men, one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. He says, you know, Wherefore wilt thou go to him? Uh, it's uh, neither new moon nor Sabbath. And, and she said, It shall be well. In the Hebrew, there's one word there, Shalom. Peace. See, the God that she knows is given her peace even in the midst of this trial. It shall be well. She saddled the ass, said to her servant, Drive and go forward, slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. She comes to the man of God, verse 25, at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her, he, he talks with Gehazi, his servant. Here's the Shunammite, and he says, Run now and see if everything's okay, verse 26. And the end of it, verse 26, she answers, It is well. Shalom. Peace. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near uh, uh, to thrust her away. The man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. What did she say in verse 28? Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I ask you for a son? No, she didn't. Do not, did, did I not say, do not deceive me? She was settled that God wasn't going to give her a son, and then, and then, and 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 and, and, and so and so she's reminding Elisha of this. And the mother child said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. What is she doing? She is pouring out her heart to the man of God. She's pouring out her heart uh, uh, to, the, to the man of God. What did that widow of Zarephath do when her son died in her lap? And she was talking to Elijah, 1 Kings seventeen eighteen? She said unto Elijah, what have I to do with thee? She's pouring out her heart. O thou man of God, art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? Both of the women. By the way, that's just being transparent with God, okay? Job did a lot of that in his trial, didn't he? That's what that widow of Zarephath went through. That's what this great woman of Shunem are going through. Look, look at it again. Continue to look at it uh, and so she wants Elisha to come. Uh, she says to Elisha uh, in verse 30, she says, uh, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he rose and followed her. Now I want you to think about this. She says, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. She's grabbed, she's grabbed him by the feet. Elisha no doubt told her a story about something that happened to him, uh, she likely uh, talked with Eli- with Elisha and said, "Well, tell me about when Elijah got caught up into the cl- into the clouds. And, tell me about that when Elijah was caught up into heaven." So he begins to tell her. Elisha does, and he says, "Yeah, he was in Gilgal, and then." He was going to Bethel. He says, I'm going to go to Bethel. Uh, And uh, and, and Elisha said 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 to Elijah, I "I will not leave thee. Elijah said, You just stay here, I'm going to Bethel. Elisha said, I will not leave thee. And then Elijah, so Elijah and Elisha went on to Bethel. And then Elisha was going to go to Jericho. And he told Elisha, will you stay here? Guess what Elisha Elisha said? I will not leave thee. And then Elijah was getting getting ready to go. He's now going to go from Jericho to Jordan where we're getting closer to what's going to happen. Well, guess what Elisha says? Uh, Elijah says to Elisha, "Uh, you can stay here. Elisha says, I will not leave thee. And so he stays. You know what this woman does? she grabs Elisha by the feet and says, I will not leave thee. (laughs) That had to ring a bell. I will not leave thee. Why? Because when that widow of Zarephath got her son healed, what, what did Elijah do? He laid on the boy. She's going for Elisha. I've already put him on your bed. The widow of Zarephath put her boy on Elijah's bed. She's doing everything that she believes the Spirit is directing her to do. Can I prove any of this? I can't prove a bit of this. <laughs> but it sure makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Why would she go through, through right down that pattern? I've already got him on your bed just like her. And Elijah gets just like the other woman you told me about. She's doing all she's praying in the holy ghost. She's doing all that she can do to get this son resurrected. And she says peace. God gives that peace, doesn't he? And we remember we remember the story. Uh, uh and ha- and how that ended uh, so so happily. And Elijah comes and uh and, and Gehazi went on before but couldn't raise him up with the rod. And, and the, Elijah gets to the house and he went in, in verse 33, and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. Now Eli- Elijah's is remembering, oh my God, Elijah healed the widow of Zarephath's boy in the same way I'm about to do. Her boy was laying on his bed. I'm headed to this great woman's house, and she's got him laying, she's got him laying on my bed. And so Elijah, no doubt, begins to pray. And he went in there for shut the door in them twain. And when they went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands, and stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Uh, He he returns, he goes and walks in the house a bit, verse 35, Uh, and he went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes, praise God. And Elijah said, return him. Elijah, uh, so he called her when she was coming to him. He said, take up thy son. She went and fell at his feet, bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. What a wonderful God. What a wonderful God. How wonderfully was that prayer answered. And I I, I believe those things. The end of the story here fits in with this idea of God using the information about Elijah and Elisha and bringing it all together to use in this woman's life. Look at the last point and we're done. The woman of Shunem, uh, she was a great woman, her inheritance was secured. Later on, uh, in in the scripture, in in 2 Kings chapter uh, 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 chapter 8 and verse 1, there had been a great drought. And Elisha tells the woman to go wherever you can go. There's going to be a drought for seven years. She goes into the land of the Philistines. Seven years. She comes back. Uh, and uh, pick it up in Second Kings chapter eight. She does what Elijah. She comes back. Came to pass at the end of seven years. Second Kings eight three. Um, Second Kings, is that right? Yeah, eight three. Came to pass at the end of seven years. The woman returned out of the land of the Philistines, and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. The king here is the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. It is Jehoash, the son of Ahab, okay, so uh, she comes, she cries unto the king for her house and for her land, and the king talked with the Gehazi, and the king talked with the, Ahazai, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the things that elisha hath done. <laughs> that sounds like probably what happened at her dinner table. Tell me all the things that Elisha hath done, and it came to pass as he was as he was as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life. Who's this? This is the Shunamites, the, Shun, the, the woman of Shunam, her son. And he was telling the king how, he had, how Elisha had restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had, he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi uh, said, My lord, O king, this is the woman. And this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And look what the, what's the scripture say. And when the king asked the woman, she told him, so the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day she left the land even until now. You want to talk about the providence of God? She shows up. She has left. Her land, somehow her, law, her, her land has been taken away from her. Jehoash is king. His father is Ahab. He had, he had Jezebel kid, killed for his vineyard. And uh, so we don't know if Israel was still holding to the laws of, uh, of each tribe maintaining their own land or not. It seems like she's lost her land. Uh, but now she comes back right smack dab in the middle of a conversation where Jehoash is looking at Gehazi saying, Tell me all about the things that, that Elisha has done. And he's talking about raising this woman, this woman's son from the dead. He's amazed about that. And this woman comes pleading for her land. Listen, I was just obeying the prophet Elisha. I went out of the land for seven years, and now I'm back. And what does Jehoash do? Because they're right in the middle of that conversation. He favors the woman. Everything that she's lost, restore it to her. You want to talk about a God who's in control? That's our God. That's our God. See, our God never had his eyes off that woman in Shunem. And she had some hard times to struggle with. She knew not only what it was to go for many years without a son, she knew what it was to lose a son. Not many people have experienced that. But she also knew the blessings, what? Of the miracle, miraculous provision of God and the peace that God would give during the suffering. And in regards to moms in closing today, I just want us to realize, as we all know, that moms have many inward pains that they carry because they love their children so much. They have many burdens. And we need to pray that just as this woman was sustained, that mothers will be sustained amen to serve god and trust him along the way that they'll like this woman choose faithful ministry faithful worship over bitter wandering and they'll continue to worship god in faithfulness don't ever give up she ministered continually don't give up praying for your kids don't ever don't ever 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 give up praying for your kids because you know how long it takes for somebody to get saved? Just like that. But God, may you, may, it may take decades for God to bring them to that point, huh? But we don't know. We don't know. So you moms, you be faithful. Dads, you be faithful. Keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. And, uh, and we can all be in awe of God. How he works all these details out. He knew everything after seeing how he brought this woman right in front of Jehoash, in the middle of a conversation. I'd be surprised if, if they hadn't had that conversation with the, about the widow of Zarephath pretty recently before this event. Maybe even for a second or third time. He'd been, he'd been there so much, nobody knew more about Elisha, probably in Elijah, than this woman, other than themselves. What an amazing thing. What an amazing God. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the, the faithfulness that you have uh, given to us all to allow us to work together and be faithful, and Lord, and to grow in you. And, and God, uh, this church will never be strong. Without strong families and and families will never be strong without strong mothers and fathers, but we're thinking of mothers today, God, and we know that so many burdens fell upon them, just as the father when the boy fainted in the field said, "Take him to his mom that's the way it has to be. moms are going to be are going to be uh, leading in that home in a sense of in a sense of uh, of taking the directives from the father and making sure that they're applied in the home, but the work falls much of it upon mom and upon mothers. And father, I'm thankful uh, for mothers. And I know I have have a mother who who worked very hard, and we didn't have we had very little, and she gave so much. Of her time and health and strength to us all, that we just might be well. And I'm thankful for that, God. And I pray we'd remember to pray for our mothers and be thankful for them. And Father, that you would help them and give them the strength and grace, even as you gave this great woman of Shunem. And Father, uh, and 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 the children, Father, uh, your cause will be will be blessed by it. And Father, we pray and ask these things.